Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. We apologize, but tonight's original guest, Bruce Jenner, will not appear. He had to change. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe-smoking broadcast. I am your host, Brian Levine, and it is Tuesday night here in lovely Concord, North Carolina. In uh, tonight's show, in Pipe Parts, going to talk about uh, what are we as pipe smokers particular about? What, what parts of pipe smoking are we absolutely particular about? Uh, my guest fits the sometimes irreverent model, and he is Jason Dagner. We'll be talking to Jason about his uh, growth from uh, YouTube to importing his own line of pipes, uh, music, mailbag, and rant, all that coming up on uh, tonight's episode of a Pipes Magazine radio show. And I gotta tell you, I just drove back. I was at uh, smokingpipes.com yesterday, spent the afternoon there, and then had dinner with uh, Sykes and Ted. And it was a great trip. Then this morning, got up, visited a couple of local retail stores on the way home, and I am back here. I am back in the midst of a house that is in chaos. Yeah, we're getting ready this weekend for uh, my daughter's graduation and graduation party on Sunday, so uh, heavy cleaning and stuff going on all over here to get ready for the party and for the onslaught of out-of-town visitors and yeah sheer chaos so uh, not much time relaxing with a pipe um i do really like though uh like the drive from here to uh smoking pipes that's a uh, three and a half hours sitting in the car and in that car time plenty of time to sit and smoke a pipe air conditioning on, music on, puffing on my pipe all the way I went. It's the only thing that keeps me sane while I'm in the car. And uh, with this upcoming weekend, not going to be much chance of uh, anything keeping me sane around here. But hopefully it'll be fun. I'll survive it. I'll tell you all about it next week. All right, let's get this show rolling. So everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company. And here we go. I wish I had a genie who could make it easy to order pipes and tobaccos online. You don't need a genie, sir. Visit fournoggins.com. They stock all your favorite pipes and tobaccos, and every order gets fast personal attention. Orders are packed carefully and shipped quickly by priority mail. Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com. I can still see you, you know. A bit rusty, sir. Fournoggins.com. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. Since 1990, Cornell & Deal has been producing high-quality pipe tobacco, expertly blended by hand using time-honored methods, unique recipes, and no small amount of innovation. One example of such innovation is our bestseller, Autumn Evening. We start with Whole Leaf Red Virginia and strip the stems by hand. The tobacco is then cut into ribbons and cooked for two days according to our unique recipe to create our special Red Virginia Cavendish. Then we infuse the tobacco while it's still hot 
with our secret flavoring to achieve the sublime sweetness, deep flavor, and delightful aroma that makes autumn evenings so well-loved by our loyal customers and everyone around them as they enjoy this very special blend. Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. It's a labor of love. Contact your local or online retailer for information. Welcome back. All right, so we all know that we as uh, pipe smokers are uh, particular. I think a lot of us find what we really like and kind of stick with it, or it gets um, it gets habitual, even though that's kind of a bad word to use. But yeah, let's just let's face it. We as pipe smokers, we figure out our pipe smoking routine. We figure out what we like and we stick with it. Uh, me, as I've talked about in the past. I'm very particular about the tampers that I use. I use the ones with the concave foot, and I make sure that it's big enough to get around the bowl, and I tamp on the side of the bowl. That's the way I've developed my my pipe smoking technique, and it works for me. When I'm here at home, I've got some open tampers that sit in an ashtray or in a little cup, and when I'm in the car, there's one sitting in the in the ashtray there. When I'm out traveling around, there's one that closes up onto itself inside my pocket um i like my lighters i like my world famous de jeep lighter that uh no they don't give me any for free but they should uh but that's the lighter i like i'm very particular about getting the Everclear cleaning routine in between bowls i really really don't like having to smoke a pipe without being able to run some Everclear through it a uh, couple of things that i haven't talked about are I'm I'm particular about the pipe bags that I own, the pipe carrying case. I either have to carry my uh, my large backpack with me and my two pipe case, in which case I can put some tobacco into a pouch. But I really don't like that. I like carrying the tobacco in the actual tin that it comes in. So because of that, I've got a couple of pipe bags that hold uh, that hold pipes and hold a tin of tobacco all at the same time. And my bigger bag holds you know, seven pipes, uh, three, four tins of tobacco, a full pipe, a full pack of pipe cleaners. It's, I mean, it's a big shoulder bag. Uh, going forward with that, because of the fact, the, because of the type of pipe bags that I like, the ones that have the little loops where you stick the stem through, I only like really certain particular pipes. I like pipes with a thin enough shank. Now, some of these more stylized shanks and blowfishes that have the big diamond shanks, yeah, they look nice to me, but when it comes right down to it, uh, even though I work from home, I travel a lot, and if the pipe doesn't fit in my pipe bag, I'm not going to smoke it as much. So I'm particular that when I look at buying pipes, I look at a pipe that's going to fit into a pipe bag that I that I use. Um, pipe cleaners, I've talked about the pipe cleaner that I like. Don't need to beat that one. Uh, tobacco moisture, I don't like moist tobaccos. So for me, the worst thing in the world is to have to open up a brand new tin or a brand new pouch and smoke straight out of that. I love the tobacco almost on the dry, completely dry side. So when I open a new tin, I have to pop it, let it sit for a half hour to a couple of hours, depending on the weather and depending on the moisture level. I'm really particular about that. And 
And because I've got a vast, massive, extensive uh, tobacco cellar, huh, uh, which I wish it was a lot bigger than it is, um, I'm particular about the age of the blend. I like to make sure that the tobaccos have at least a couple of years of sitting in the can or aging in a jar before I start to smoke it. Now, that does make taste testing tobaccos difficult for me, but you know what? It's part of the job. What are you particular about? That's what I want to know. I want you to tell me what exactly are you particular about. Um, I know a couple of pipe smokers that are highly particular about not only using matches, but the type of matches, wood stick, brand, they're particular about those exact matches. That's what they like. Um, we, know, we know some pipe smokers that really prefer just one shape of pipe. They want one shape, one size. Uh, I know some of some pipe smokers, and maybe a lot of you fit into this, where you're dedicated to one brand, one brand of pipe and one brand only. Uh, there's some of you out there that are absolutely dedicated to one tobacco, one single solitary tobacco. That's all you like. I know a couple of people that they've got multiple different kinds of pipes, different price levels, but they're all stuck on one pipe. Um, I know some people that just like flake tobaccos. Uh, are you dedicated to a country of origin of your pipe? Are you only buying Italian pipes? Are you only buying uh, Danish pipes? Do you only like old English pipes? Oh, how are you dedicated or are you particular to one country of origin for a pipe over the other? Uh, last one that I had noted... Are you a filter user? Do you, must you absolutely use a filter of some sort? Are you dedicated to it? Are you particular to it? Have you found filters that work better? Do you have a preferential a preferential system? Well, there you go. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you are absolutely particular about. Post them in the uh, radio show page. I'll uh, follow up with everybody next week, and we'll uh, share them a little bit. All right, in just a minute, hey, hide the children. Jason Dagner will be on the air with me. Hi, my name is Eileen Sachi from MarketingPipes.com. If you attend the major pipe shows or buy pipes on eBay, chances are you know my dad, Hank Sachi, or eBuyer1932. My dad has been a pipe collector for over three decades and a reseller on eBay for the last 12 years. His new website is marketingpipes.com. At marketingpipes.com, you will find high-quality, hand-picked pipes. Carvers, join my dad's vast network of collectors across the globe and let my dad promote your brand. Collectors, consign your pipes at affordable commissions or buy your next collectible pipe at marketingpipes.com. Thank you. Craftsmanship. History. Tradition. These are the hallmarks of all quality products, from the finest wines bottled in France to the most highly engineered automobiles manufactured in Germany. Denmark has been the one country in the world where craftsmanship, history and tradition have for centuries created the finest pipe tobaccos in the world. Since 1887, the Halberg family have led the pipe tobacco industry through their ownership of Mac Baron Tobacco Company, and they continue to create the most sought-after blends in the world today, just as they did over 100 years ago. 
In keeping with their long history of providing the world with the best tobacco on earth, Mac Barron is proud to announce their newest creation, Modern Virginia, as a loose cut version and a flake version. Bright and dark, rich Virginia tobaccos have been combined with just a hint of burley for strength in this soft and smooth smoke with delicious fruit undertones. As the world leader in flake tobacco production, Mac Barron is sure that this blend will appeal to the true connoisseurs of traditional Virginia flake tobacco, as well as those who like their tobaccos on the sweeter side. Enjoy the culmination of centuries of experience by picking up a tin of modern Virginia from Mac Barron Tobacco Company. Available at fine tobacconists everywhere. This is Internet Radio. Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show. And joining me on the telephone is... Um, uh, Jason's one of the uh, one of the newer characters into the uh, pipes and tobacco world, but uh, YouTube sensations, pipe smoker. We're going to get into all this, but uh, welcome to the Pipes Magazine Radio Show, Jason Dagner. Hey, thank you, Brian, for having me. All right, so uh, first of all, I want to say up front, you guys do a uh, you guys do one of probably the most heavily viewed channels in the pipe world and what i like the most about your uh what i like about the most the most about your videos is you guys are you being you talking about what what happened to you what you guys like what you don't like and uh and it's also kind of like this radio show where they're uh you know sometimes educational sometimes irreverent but they're always entertaining videos so uh, with that being said, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Well, let's get to know you a little bit. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot of background on that. Uh, <laughs> I was born right here where I'm living in Eustis, Florida, uh, which we are about 30 minutes north of downtown Orlando, yeah. kind of on the countryside. It's, uh, it's beautiful here. We've got just really great back roads. Uh, Low traffic, but it's getting heavier. Uh, the city grows closer and closer every day. Um, but I I grew up in Mount Dora, Florida, which is about five miles from here, with my mom and dad until I was 18 years old. Graduated high school, and I was a amateur-sponsored skateboarder. And I left the day after high school and traveled the world doing... Well, traveled the U.S. at that time doing demos and uh, filming for, uh, you know, skateboard videos. Uh, wound up residing in San Francisco, California for a while. My uh, hometown. At that time, this was back in, uh, yeah, probably 1995. Uh, at that time, San Francisco was like the skateboard mecca of the world. The entire city was... Uh, basically your dream skate spot and uh, I wound up wound up getting hurt uh, kick flipping a, uh, a set of 25 stairs landed it but uh, broke my kingpin snapped a tail and the impact uh, compressed my L5 vertebrae to the L4 knocking out all of the, uh, the fluid containing the disc between those two vertebrae and uh, it was very painful. I had to fly back home and uh, go through rehabilitation for a year on my back. Recovered from that, got back on the board, 
got all my uh, got all my skills and my uh, consistency back. Started trucking for another year, and then I get hit by a car. Oh, I got T-boned on my motorcycle at 45 mile an hour, and uh, the impact threw me about 60 feet uh, off the highway into a bank parking lot, exploding both of my kneecaps, my left kneecap, basically from the compression of the bike between the minivan that hit me, uh, opened my knee up like a baked potato, and then the right knee ripped the gas tank off, broke the, uh, the top of the tibia and shot it out the right side of my leg, severing all my, uh, my nerve endings to operate my entire right foot. Uh, shattered my left arm like glass, unsettable, um, ribs, uh, concussion cracked, uh, broken femur, broken ankle, broken hand, and, uh, many months in the hospital recovering from that. Uh, now my left arm is full, fully titanium rotted up, uh, both knees full metal, uh, wired and screwed back together. And the, the nerve that had severed uh, for about two years, I had no feeling or movement from my right knee down. And I had to go through extensive uh, electrotherapy, trying to stimulate that nerve and grow it back. And uh, one day I woke up and I could move my big toe, and I was like, fuck yeah, it's on, you know. <laughs> and along with all that comes, you know, imagine being in the hospital for months, not being able to move, not being able to even take a shit by yourself, having everybody, you know, I'm an independent person, and having everybody wait on you hands-on, it was depressing to me. And then, you know, relocating from the hospital to my house in a hospital bed, staring at the wall for eight months, not being able to walk, going through physical therapy for another year, learning how to walk. And, uh, you know, mentally I knew how to do it, but my body wouldn't let me. Wow. And uh, it took me, took me a good 10 years to uh, pretty much, I'm about 95% recovered from that. Uh, but over that 10 years came a lot of struggles, a lot of depression. Uh, you know, it took the first love that I ever had away from me being skateboarding. And one day I just sat there and I said, you know, I'm not going to let people tell me what I can't do. I'm going to, I'm just going to fix myself. I don't need, I don't need doctors to tell me what I'm not going to be able to do. And I, I rehabilitated myself. I, I got healthy. I built my body back up. I quit doing a lot of stupid shit. And uh, today I'm I'm uh, 38 years old, fixing to turn 39. And I feel like I'm 18 again. And I can still go and skateboard every day. I can do all the things that I used to be able to do. You know, it, it's a little difficult. Like, I, I have movement in my right foot now, but it's... Uh, probably 30% of normal speed as far as, uh, you know, brain activity telling my foot what to do. So it makes it difficult sometimes to do things, but I get around and I can still do it. I can still flip my board, catch it. Uh, it's got full control, uh, precision. But, uh, yeah, 
from that, uh, you know, you learn a lot of hard life lessons from a, a traumatic accident like that. It, make, it, it made me a better person today uh, without that accident. Uh, one, I'd probably be dead by now. Uh, or just a, a shitty fucking human being, you know? You, it sounds like you got pretty close to dead already once. Well, I was pretty much dead on the road. I lost three planks of blood on the highway from that accident. They had to uh, airlift me to Orlando Regional Medical Center. I had to have a full blood transfusion. Uh, you know, I was in a coma and somehow pulled out of it. So it's safe to say that you're just you're just happy to be alive, and you really don't care what anybody else thinks now because you've been through it all. I absolutely don't care what anybody thinks. Uh, every day I wake up is a blessing, and I take nothing for granted. And uh, one thing that I learned out of this was I I today I treat everybody with the uh, utmost respect. I treat people like I want to be treated. And, uh, you know, sometimes you run across a, a few bad apples and, uh, I've learned the best thing to do is just ignore them and, uh, don't give them, don't give them your time. They don't deserve it. There you go. Uh, when did, uh, when did pipe smoking come into all this? Pipe smoking started, uh, you know, as a, as a child, uh, my grandfather, he was a, uh, a captain in the air force. Uh, my my whole family, my dad, military background, and you know, since I can remember since I was five years old, my grandfather lived in Orlando, and every weekend we'd go over, and he lived on Bear Lake, uh, which is technically Altamont, almost Orlando, and I'd go over there and swim and play, and my dad would hang out with his dad, kind of like me and dad hang out, and you know, they would smoke pipes, and I would just sit there as a kid smelling the aroma and. You know, like when you're a small child, you're like, oh, I want to sip of that beer. I want to taste it. Well, I was like, I want to try that pipe. And my dad's like, you have to wait till you're 18. And then uh, all those years teasing me with those, you know, aromatic smells. And my grandfather was a huge Captain Black Royal fan. And uh, that smell basically burnt into my brain for a decade. And so when I was 18, uh, that was just one of the things I wanted to do. I wanted to go to my grandfather's house with my father, and I wanted to sit down and smoke a pipe like I'd seen them do for years. And I loved it. And it didn't become a, a habitual habit. It just was whenever all three of us got to hang out, we got to uh, share something special between us. And uh, that was great. Now, sad thing is, is that... Uh, that accident that I was talking about previous uh, was about 20, 22 years old, I think. And uh, so I only got to enjoy that for um, about four years with all three of us. Uh, that same time that I was in the hospital, my grandfather had gone in to get a checkup, um, just a, an annual checkup, get his arteries checked. They put the uh, blue dye in his veins, and it wound up clotting one of his arteries in his neck to his brain causing him to have a stroke and with that it was hard for him to recover in the hospital he wound up getting pneumonia and passing away and my father dealing with my grandfather and myself at the same time in the hospital 
uh, I can never imagine how how much of a load that was on my dad's shoulders. Like it was uh, a rough time, you know, especially when you're you're forced to uh, sit in a in a hospital bed on uh, morphine and really not not getting a grasp on really what's going on. And then after you know after all that dealing with it, it, it was it was a very sad time. Then uh, after that, so me and Dad continued our tradition, and whenever we got together, we sat down, enjoyed a pipe, reminisced, and uh, you know, years later, it got into uh, you know, I, I wanted to quit smoking cigarettes and try to kick it with a pipe, and I got into pipe smoking more and more every day, and then my dad was coming around my house more and more, and. Next thing you know, I was like, well, let's uh, let's go on YouTube to see if we can find any tobacco reviews or anything. And at that time, there was uh, a very, very little amount of uh, information on YouTube. Maybe, I don't know, 15 pipe presenters on there talking about tobacco reviews and pipe. Wow. And, uh, you know, I, I started ordering some tobacco that I thought I might want. And that, that's how we started. I started a YouTube channel, and I'm like, all right, well, I just bought this, and I've seen people review tobacco, and I'm just going to give you my opinion on it. And then we set up a channel for my dad because he thought it was cool, and then all of a sudden we just kind of started doing them together on his channel, and uh, the what, rest is history. I mean, what is the YouTube channel for uh, for those of us that aren't real familiar with YouTube? Well, uh, my original one, which is still up, is uh, Dagner Performance. That YouTube channel was created because I had my own motorcycle business to where I was going to do hands-on trick tips and and video people uh, or video myself showing people quick and easy tips on repairing uh, anything with motorcycles as as easy as a tire change or as difficult as a full overhaul on a motor. And... I was doing that whole business by myself, and to have somebody film it, uh, there was nobody around at the time that I was doing this, and we didn't have iPhones at the time. It was, you know, a flip a flip phone video camera and just shitty quality, and <laughs> I think I maybe did like three videos, but uh, Dad's channel originally was uh, Smoking Dagners, and then when Google Plus took over, they changed it to just Jay Dagner, so right now it's just under Jay Dagner, and uh, you know we probably do a video once a week, maybe maybe once every week and a half, sometimes maybe three times a week. It all depends on our timing, if we have something to talk about, if we have something new we want to share, and uh, one of the craziest things is uh, the generosity from everybody in the pipe community. I mean. Uh, once a week, we've got several boxes, and, and people just send us stuff, uh, you know, I guess for doing the videos that we do, and it's it's overwhelming, and I still don't get it today, um, and, you know, I really appreciate everybody out there that, that takes the time and spends the money and, and ships us stuff, and, and, I, and I promise everybody, if, if, you're, if you're willing to do that, I will, I will never open a box. Unannounced. I will wait for YouTube because I like uh, an authentic reaction uh, to what we're seeing. You know, I don't like uh, falsification expressions, uh, and we don't edit. We don't edit our videos. What you see is is 
us on a normal everyday basis. It's uh, we don't script anything. We just hit record and go. We're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the things you've uh, some of the things you've gotten on uh, on your YouTube videos, and then we'll talk about what you're doing now. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. Hi, this is Matt Gus from the Seattle Pipe Club, and you're listening to the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. If you're looking for quality, if you're looking for a variety, and if you're looking for someone with a reputation for nothing but the best, you're looking for CupOfJoes.com. CupOfJoes.com has hundreds of pipes to choose from and thousands of different pipe tobaccos. CupOfJoes.com is also your one-stop shop for Peterson Pipes, their exclusive line of Peterson Kelly Pipes. Check out their remodeled website at CupOfJoes.com. And be sure to like them on Facebook, CupOfJoes.com. Quality products at extraordinary prices. What are you looking for in a pipe? Is it the quality of aged briar? Is it a certain shape or finish? Maybe it's the sound engineering that ensures an effortless, smooth draw with each and every puff. That's exactly the kind of pipe Savinelli has delivered for generations now. With such a variety of shapes, finishes, and sizes, it's easy to find something that fits your sensibility and style. Just this year, we've expanded our lineup to include the Bianca, the Lancelotto, the 2015 collection, and the final installment in the Leonardo da Vinci line, the Vitruvio. For a bolder style, try our more colorful 2015 editions as well. The exotic cashmere, the sultry licoricea, and the striking Archibaldino red. So whatever you're looking for in a pipe, know there's a Savinelli waiting for you. Contact your local or online retailer to find your Savinelli today. are back on the pipes magazine radio show visiting with jason all right so you, you mentioned some of the stuff that that uh, your youtube viewers have sent you um i'm assuming pipes and tobaccos are in that we've got uh, anything from pipes tobaccos skateboards uh knives um just a lot of different oddities. I mean, if uh, you were to come over, I mean, our whole house is a, uh, a collection, uh, more like a museum. We save everything, every note that's sent to us, I put in a file. You know, I don't, I don't, wow. you know, I may forget it now, but I can always go to that folder and I can look, oh, this, you know, this guy from here sent us this and, you know, you can go down memory lane looking at it and I have, Every note from since the beginning. Is there anything that was like truly odd that somebody sent you that you're like, okay? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we had a uh, had a female stalker one time uh, sent me a bunch of like naked pictures of her dressed up as a clown and a clown nose and just really all this fucked up shit like i was i was actually scared to open the box i thought it may have like anthrax in it or something um that stuff i didn't keep and uh i had the blocker and get rid of her <laughs> well gee that's never happened to me thankfully and uh, <laughs> we will uh, not worry <laughs> <laughs> and she was from she was from LA too. <laughs> oh, figures. Um, all right, yeah. so what's going on now? Let's talk about the Dagner pipes. How did that start, and uh, and what's going on with it? All right, so Dagner pipes. 
Well, let me give you a little bit more background. So uh, after, well, during that accident, uh, I had been working um, for the power plant industry for about two years. And luckily, uh, my job, they held my position. They waited for me. It took me a year. I, I, was, I was out of there for a year. And uh, HR, they, they held my position because I was such a good employee, and I went back to work. And uh, I basically uh, started on the uh, bottom of the totem pole in the power industry, uh, virtually everything in a, uh, in a co-generation power plant is uh, Navy nuclear background. Uh, they paid for all my schooling, sent me to classes. I got uh, gas turbine engine mechanics certified. Um, and we'll work on GELM 2500s, LM 6000s. Uh, I have a chemistry background now, and I just uh, I really enjoyed it. I you know I I like to absorb and learn, um, and especially if I'm really into it, I will learn as much as possible. And, you know, they gave me the opportunity. I did that. I passed uh, everything. And, uh, you know, after I came back from California from that back accident, I started college. And uh, I was actually going for an engineer's degree at that time. And uh, so you're not God, just God involved you, with the, you're not just some long haired, tattooed, burned out old skater, dude. I mean, the, the noggin is still no. cooking. Yeah, I, I have a, uh, a very extensive educational background. Uh, metal fabrication design um, is one of my specialties. Um, I can pretty much take anything apart and put it back together better than it was built. Uh, engines are uh, one of my fortes. I can I can get a lot of horsepower out of a stock motor without having to buy anything. Um, just things that I've dabbled in over the years. I've built cars, motorcycles. Um, it's just something I had a passion for, and I, I get obsessive, and I take it uh, 110% on anything I do. Now, uh, so uh, getting to the pipes, so I was in the uh, power plant industry for 16 years. I went all the way to the top. I became a uh, computer engineer operating uh, an entire power plant, uh, by ECS system, uh, digital, digital control system, uh, doing everything by computer. And uh, as of February 2nd, 2015, uh, they shut the doors and laid us all off. Oh, shit. Now, before, a year before that, we had, uh, you know, we had contracts that went for every couple of years. And the last contract we got was from a, a new company, not really had their foot in the door with the power industry, and they they took too long to make decisions. They made bad decisions, and they wound up costing us too much money. And that company basically forced uh, forced the doors to close. And I saw that coming uh, a year ago. I just I saw the writing on the wall. I I, I watched the market. I watched uh, the price of the oil barrels. I mean, all these all these little uh, all the little details. That, that people don't see uh, really take a toll on, you know, on the world's, you know, most uh, known industry that we need. You know, without it, 
it's, it's going to be difficult. So um, at that time, you know, it was probably March of last year. I said, you know what, I, I just feel like this place is not going to be here too much longer. And in my area, there, there are no other power plants. There's nothing around here from my background. And I would have to either relocate, I would have to travel. And, you know, this is my home, my family, my friends, everybody's here. And I said, well, there's got to be something I can do. You know, I could open another bike shop, but, you know, I just got burned out on that. I hate working on people's shit and, you know, that just want maintenance. I like building stuff. And there's a, a lot of time and money that got to that gotta go into building bikes and, you know, for, for years, I didn't have a life because I was just dedicated to that. So I just said, well, you know, I was talking to Dad. I'm like, you know, we've been designing pipes that we like for our style for years, having our, our friends that are artists and pipe makers make them. I said, fuck it. Why don't we just start designing pipes and uh, have them made and we just sell them? And, you know, what a lot of people don't understand is that there's several companies out there that sell pipes that aren't pipe makers, yep. but because they're not in the spotlight, they don't, you know, they don't get the, uh, the you know, the repercussion that, that we get. But it's, uh, you know, I, I, I sat down, I looked into everything, I did everything legit, and uh, it took from March till September to actually have product and, and get everything uh, in order. And we, we debuted our pipes at the uh, Southern Pride Pipe Show in Nashville last September, I think it was 21st. Uh, but that was the Artisan Pipe Makers Weekend, and I, I didn't want to sell pipes. I just wanted to show people what you know I was going to do. And my original plan was, I'm going to work full-time for the power industry and just do this on the side. And, uh, and so the doors shut and I was figuring the doors would, would, you know, we would at least be open till the following next year, at least make it through the summer because summertime you, you need power plants in areas like this to, uh, maintain the load on the grid for everybody around the air conditioning. You know, wintertime's not that bad, but so, uh, you know, started that and we launched, uh, our website and had the pipes for sale to the public on Black Friday. That was uh, November 30th last year, and it it really just took off. I mean, uh, a lot of the people liked the designs of the pipes and the, and the style. And the the company that we're working with is in Italy. It's uh, one of the oldest factories known. Uh, the the, the people that are operating in are just really great people. They've been working with me and and pretty much uh, have have done everything 100% how I've wanted it. Um, and uh, it, it's 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 been great. Um, what do the price ranges start out for the pipes? Well, the price ranges right now they're. Um, Starting out ninety nine dollars, and the most expensive we have is one thirty nine ninety nine, and I really don't ever want to sell a pipe more than one hundred fifty dollars because my whole uh, pipe buying experience, uh, my my financial status, I'm a blue collar guy, and for me one hundred fifty dollars is a very expensive pipe. Um, 
and I and I do have a uh, a high grade artisan collection, but uh, the way that I I smoke pipes, I'm pretty rough. You know, I throw them around. Uh, they go in my truck, my motorcycle, um, and I I don't like smoking my high grades like that. You know, I like to have somebody come over at a social time and sit down, and I'll break out one of my nice ones, and uh, and really enjoy it and and uh, just stare at it, but. On an everyday basis, I mean, I like just a just a gnarly everyday smoking pipe that you know that smokes good. And that's the other thing is that with with the pipes that I design, you know, I look at I I take the design from uh, from a flow bench. You know, my background is uh, port and polishing cylinder heads, getting the the most airflow uh, from the carb uh, through the through the uh, through the valve, and there's all kinds of physics and and uh, turbulence that you've got to look at. So, you know, if you're familiar with CFMs, you want you want the most efficient flow as possible. And uh, we uh, explained that to the factory in Italy, and uh, they understood it, got it down. And the briar is this fantastic briar, some of the best briar in the world. I mean, straight from Italy, um, everything is aged properly. Um, oh. Really, really nice grain. And I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a rusticated, sandblasted guy. And you know, a lot of people are like, "Well, when are you going to have a smooth pipe? When are you going to have a smooth pipe?" And it's like, you know, I like to, I like to uh, sell things that that I would buy, that I would smoke, you know, that I would carry with me, and. I'm just, I'm not a smooth pipe guy. One, I'll probably drop it with my greasy ass hands and fucking drink it. But, you know, maybe, maybe one day. Um, but, you know, our, our goal is to just kind of provide a, uh, a void that I, I think wasn't there at the time. Because when I was buying pipes, you know, I'd go to a, a well-known website online and I, you know, I'm a huge sucker for poker pipes. I just, I really love the shape of poker pipes. So I'd go on a website and I'd see five of them, okay, uh, anywhere from 100 to $150 range. So I look at them like, well, I like it, but I would change this, I would change that. And like now I can design whatever I want and what I see. And um, that's just the uh, the area that was never there when I was, you know, buying a pipe once a week. I mean, I had an extreme PAD issue to where every paycheck I was like, okay, I'm getting this pipe, I'm getting this tobacco, and uh, we just want to offer something that's different, that's cool, that, uh, you know, attracts people that, that kind of live a lifestyle like us, um, and that, you know, that's why we say pipes built for people like us. Well, first we're, of all, uh, let me... average, everyday, blue-collar working people. I mean, first of all, let me say I'm really impressed that you started the project in March and actually had pipes in your hands by the end of September coming from Italy because that is really fast. Uh, but yeah. what what else is coming up? I know you're gonna you're gonna push into some other stuff and try to expand it a little bit. Yeah, um, we're uh, probably uh, well, we are. I mean, uh, well, the other thing is. You know, when I started this, I, I had zero money to do this business. Uh, I actually sold about 10 of my personal favorite pipes that I didn't want to let go on eBay 
prior to all this, trying to get out of some uh, credit card debt that I was in before I started new credit card debt. And uh, I just, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's going, but, you know, a lot of people, they see all the pipes that are being sold, and they're like, oh, you must be making all this money. And what, what people don't understand is that when you're doing a business like this, I mean, I can honestly say I work harder at home than I ever did in the power industry. I'm probably doing 70 hours a week sitting in this house, and I, I'm doing it all. I'm doing marketing, website, uh, ordering, emails, social media. I mean, it takes a lot. And uh, the only day I really have off is Sunday, and I'm still answering, you know, direct messages, Instagram messages, emails. Uh, it's, it's, it's a full-time job. And uh, But... You know, I like it. It's, it's a passion of mine. Um, I have a good time doing it. And uh, at this point, you know, we're putting every penny back in the company. We're about six months ahead of the game uh, as far as pipes coming out. Um, and speaking of pipes coming out, next Friday we're going to launch our P3 series. And uh, I don't want to give it away, but if you like the shot glass poker, you're going to like the, uh, the family coming behind it. For the P3, it's uh, something that I I thought was cool that that I would want to buy, and I had them made, and I'm really excited about this series coming. We will wrap this up with the fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Hit me. What's your favorite pipe? Uh, poker pipe. What's your favorite tobacco? Uh, oh, that's a hard one. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy Virginia's. What's your favorite drink? Honestly, water. <laughs> Good old Florida spring water. <laughs> uh, yeah. When it's time to relax, which it doesn't sound like you have any of anymore, uh, do you prefer a book, a movie, <laughs> or music? Uh, I like music. I don't really watch TV at all. Uh, occasionally movies, but uh, I like music. And the last question, any particularly favorite pipe smoking memory that we didn't talk about? Um, yeah. One that comes to mind was, uh, in, uh, this was two years ago in Nashville. Uh, my friend, Stash Warden, um, he, he's actually Florida local. He um, he has a uh, disability. He's in a wheelchair. And I got to crescent a pipe with him, uh, which meant a lot to me um, at the same time in Nashville. And I'll never forget that. Uh, he also had that, uh, that pipe that Chris Morgan made for him with him that time, and it was absolutely beautiful. Yep, and I actually got to smoke a pipe with him uh, last year in Nashville while he smoked that. Uh, AJ is a phenomenal guy, and uh, I I have a, a really good connection with him because of the struggles that he has to deal with daily and how much he's achieved and how much work he gets done. And, uh, you know, I, I, I honor and I respect that. And, uh, I mean, it's, he is a poster board for that. People that are giving up, uh, you don't have to give up. You can do anything, and he is one of those guys. And uh, 
I uh, thoroughly, thoroughly uh, respect him uh, more than I could ever express. He motivates me. The website is Dagner Pipes, D-A-G-N-E-R Pipes.com. Check out the YouTube channel. I'd suggest if you check out the YouTube channel that the kids not be in the room at the same time. But, uh, Jason, thank you very much. I mean, we got a, there was a whole bunch more that I could have gotten into, so maybe we'll have you back on again in a, in a couple of months. Oh, yeah. I've got, I got stories and uh, information I could give you. We could be on here all day, but I know you got to go. But I just want to thank you, and I uh, appreciate you taking the time out and uh, giving me the opportunity to be on your show. It's an honor. It's been a pleasure. We'll be back in just a minute. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. The year was 1849. Zachary Taylor was sworn in as the 12th President of the United States. The U.S. flag remained fixed at 30 stars. Edgar Allan Poe was found dead in Baltimore. Congressman Abraham Lincoln patented a buoying device, the only patent ever filed by a future president. William Bond was the first person to photograph the moon through a telescope. And gold was discovered in far-off California. And in that same year, also in California, Henry Sutliff founded his small tobacco company in San Francisco, founded on the principles of giving the public superior tobacco products for those with very discriminating tastes. Now, 165 years later, that tradition continues. Sutliff Tobacco Company has been setting the standard for pipe tobacco ever since. Take a quiz on our website to have the perfect blend suggestion for your tastes. Or just browse around to explore all of the wide variety of fine products America's oldest pipe tobacco company has to offer. Lots of things have changed since 1849, but Sutliff Tobacco Company's commitment to making the finest pipe tobacco on earth has not. Visit Sutliff-Tobacco.com for information on where you can find all of your favorite blends, from the sweetest aromatics to the richest English mixtures. This is Internet Radio. We are back, and you know, I absolutely love all the real people in this hobby who are just absolutely who they are, all different kinds of people. Uh, And again, check out uh, Jason and his dad Jay's videos on YouTube under Jay Dagner, D-A-G-N-E-R, and uh, check out their website, Dagner Pipes. All right, we're going to shift gears dramatically, and we're going back for music to my friend Dan Locklear, who has a piece called Dream Steps, a dance suite, that was released on a CD called Poetry in Motion, Music for Flute, Viola, and Harp from the Fire Pink Trio. Uh, We're just going to play one movement. It's Bars of Blues.
And again, the CD is called Poetry in Motion by the Fire Pink Trio. If you like that, uh, let me know. And there's a couple other, uh, couple other movements that I'll be happy to play for you. You've got mail. In the mailbag, missed one from last week. So we're going back to uh, the, uh, uh, the show with Ping. Tarek, T-A-R-A-K, writes, uh, That was an interesting interview. I found it fascinating that he finds mastering pipe shaping the hardest part of the craft. In my mind, I would always think proper drilling, bowl drilling, stem shaping, etc. would be the toughest. But he found mastering the classic shapes the hardest, which I've heard before. Uh, China was never on my radar for pipes before this interview. Thanks. Um, yeah, you know, I've heard from many, many pipe makers that the hardest thing for them to master is how to make a perfect billiard or a proper billiard and how to consistently make billiards and bulldogs. Billiards and, bull- and bulldogs seem to be the hardest. Uh, going back to last week's show with Wayne. John Seiler writes, hi, Brian. Oh, well, FDA rules by the end of June. Can't wait. Sarcasm. Uh, you see, travel isn't all bad. Sounds like you had a good time. Wayne Typen is a carver that I do not know. I have not seen his handmade pipes, but will in the future. To me, buying and finishing bowls and adding the stems is similar to a factory pipe. If I wanted one, I would purchase one. Nice interview, and I will follow his work. Anyone that likes McClellan's 5100 and Red Ribbon must be a good dude in my book. Uh, muddy Waters, all aboard, nice bouncy piece. Rant, pipe cleaners will do it every time. Uh, I guess they need training on pipes and pipe cleaners. Wait till you bring in an old sealed tin of tobacco and they want you to open it there in front of them. It happened to me in St. Louis Airport. And that's why I warn you. Don't travel with anything that you're not willing to open up and show to them right there. Uh, Tarek writes, Enjoyed the interview with Wayne. I was was excited to hear he is an RN. I am one too, and it's a rare find. I'm in a position in which I am frequently in contact with senior administration, so I have to be a bit more cautious as to who knows I'm involved in this hobby. It would definitely be uh, not be thought uh, thought well of. It would definitely not be thought well of. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, music, I loved uh, love the Muddy Waters tune. I would, I'd love it if the Muddy Waters tune was the intro song. Never too late to change. Great show as always. Uh, Kevin Godby posted in there regarding getting flagged for pipe cleaners. It was reported in the news yesterday that several tests failed when TSA's own fake passengers got through with real guns and fake bombs. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, last one, real quick here, Dan Casey Ghost writes your report on your visit to Denmark and the McBaron offices was really interesting. The Typen interview was enjoyable. Wayne seems to be a very down-to-earth kind of guy. His pipes are very good and have improved steadily from day one. The Muddy Waters selection was quite enjoyable. Uh, complaining about the TSA is like shooting fish in a barrel. Anytime you give a minimum wage employees some power, the hijinks are sure to follow, but rarely to your amusement. Yeah, and I guess what amused me about that last uh, last week was that it was in Denmark and in uh, England where I had issues with pipe cleaners. All right. Hey, got a rant inspired by and uh, told to me by one of the listeners, so... Stay tuned for that. Rant Time's coming up next. 
Meet Aaron, one of the most important people at SmokingPipes.com. In our shipping department, he's one of the cogs in the highly efficient wheel, if you will, that's responsible for making sure your order goes out right every time. Ain't that right, Aaron? I don't know all about that cog in the wheel stuff, but I do know at SmokingPipes.com, I take my work very seriously. Pulling tents of tobacco, weighing bulk tobacco, triple checking orders, and getting them out the door. Since it's so easy to order from SmokingPipes.com, you're keeping Aaron pretty darn busy. Look at him go, go, go. <laughs> In fact, it's been a challenge to get him to stop long enough to say hello. But Aaron doesn't mind. He loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Why is that, Aaron? Because I don't just ship pipes. I smoke them. Gotta run. <laughs> just log on to SmokingPipes.com or call us at 1-888-366-0345. We are quality. We are experts. We are SmokingPipes.com. Celebrate the history, culture, and future of the pipe at the 16th Annual Pipe and Tobacco Expo. Unique tobaccos and smoking accessories, plus thousands of fascinating pipes for sale and trade. Admission is free. Argosy Casino. For more info, go to gkcpipeclub.com. So I get a message on Facebook, and it's from Chris Heesh, and I hope I didn't destroy your last name, but it says, Hi, Brian, love the radio show. Thanks for all you do for the hobby. And then he goes on to say, the next day, here's my rant of the day. UPS won't ship pipe tobacco. The gentleman at the store said they have to protect shippers and receivers as much as they can by restricting some products. I think I saw a few flakes of old dark fired on the FBI's most wanted list right after some ISIS leaders, so that makes total sense. Yes, Chris, uh, uh, the UPS, nor your local postal service, nor FedEx will ship tobacco products across state lines. The only people that are allowed to ship tobacco products are licensed retailers, and they have to be shipping to a consumer. You cannot knowingly go into any one of these places and tell them that you are shipping a tobacco product to a friend of yours. They don't know if that friend is over the age of 18 or not. You could be trying to get a young child hooked on Blue Note. You never know. So, that's why the law is the way it is. No, they cannot ship tobacco products or alcohol privately. And here's what I do when I'm sending a friend tobacco or sending a friend a cigar or sending a friend anything. Don't tell them what's inside of it. It doesn't matter. Just don't tell them. If they ask and they want an insurance value on it, tell them it's a collectible antique advertising tin or whatever it is and put a value on it. And good luck getting the insurance for it anyway. If it's an aged tin of tobacco, good luck getting the insurance for it anyway. There you go. Don't tell them what you're shipping. They won't know. Hey, especially if you're shipping out of the country, don't tell them either because customs will hammer the person on the other end that's receiving the tobacco. All right, don't forget, Greater Kansas City Pipe Show coming up a week and a half. Week and a half. Yeah, get a family weekend at home and then a weekend in Kansas City. Hope to see you all there. Follow me on Facebook. 
Brian Levine. Check it out. Uh, Pipes Magazine Radio Show has its own Facebook page. Please give us a like there. We'd appreciate it. And if you haven't had a chance yet, we really would appreciate iTunes ratings and reviews. Those do mean a lot to the show and help the show get discovered. And tell all your friends about the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. Remember, new shows every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So, with all that, thank you to Jason Dagner for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to the McBaron Tobacco Company, and until next time. About the clouds when we're together. Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy Guy's pretty bizarre, duh.